Welcome to Convo this first Monday in the fall. I know that everybody is busy with your schoolwork and managing life, but I hope that you give yourself a chance to notice what's happening around you in the next few weeks. It's the best time to live in Indiana. Watch the leaves change and be so thankful that you're here at Goshen right now because actually in February, it's a bit harder to be thankful. So look around, make sure you check out the leaves. It'll be happening really soon. Today our convo is entitled, To Drink or Not to Drink. As the campus counselor, I'm given the task of doing some form of education on alcohol and drugs every year. It's a challenge to know what would be helpful for you to hear. This year, I know the first-year students took an alcohol education online course as part of their colloquium, so I don't think that you would have been real excited if I would have done more alcohol education. I meet with students in my office and hear many different thoughts on using or drinking. I thought it might be helpful for you to hear some of your peers' thoughts on the question, why I choose to drink or why I choose not to drink because each of us has that personal decision to make. Four students will be reading the responses that students sent to me. These are not the reader's personal responses. They are reading what a variety of students across campus have said. After the student readers, Heather Gertson, resident director of Miller Kratz, and her husband Wes will share some of their personal journey as they reflect on this issue. Let's give the readers our attention. Why do I drink? I don't know if I have one definitive answer for that question. Do I like drinking? Most of the time. I like drinking when I have control of the situation, when I feel comfortable. I've been in some situations at college where I've drunk to be social, and while I wouldn't say I've regretted it, I definitely wouldn't say I was being true to myself. I've never felt that drinking was bad. Obviously, there are people who abuse it, and of course, I'd say that's bad but I never saw the harm in having a drink while going out or when I'm with friends. I've never been drunk, tipsy, yes, but never drunk, and I intend to keep it that way. Part of why I try to be careful when I drink is that I've seen what happens when people drink and then do something stupid. I have family members and friends who have gotten drunk and flipped cars in cornfields, gotten pulled over while driving drunk, had sex, the list goes on. I don't want to make those same mistakes, too. I've also never understood the point of getting drunk. While I'm sure it's tons of fun to lose all your inhibitions, why bother when you know you're going to be vomiting into the toilet for the rest of the night and then feel like you want to die the next day? It seems so stupid to me. There are so many reasons why I don't drink. It's illegal and comparatively expensive. When it comes right down to it, I'm happy with my life without alcohol. So why risk everything that could go badly? I know drinking can be done responsibly. When I drink, it's in moderation, to be with friends and a part of a bigger community. I don't drink just for the sake of drinking or getting drunk. 
I don't think drinking should be or is the only way to have fun, but occasionally, as a part of a group gathering with trustworthy people, drinking is simply one part of spending time with friends. I personally don't drink, and maybe because there's never been alcohol in my home or my close friends' houses. So I know that alcohol isn't required to have a fun time. Now that I'm away from home and making my own choices, I often have to decide if I'm going to drink this weekend or not. I always ask myself, how is drinking going to benefit me tonight? The only answer I come up with is that it'll help me loosen up a bit in social situations. However, in loosening myself up, I realize that I likely will be doing things that I wouldn't be doing if I hadn't drank. These actions can change my life pretty quick, all because I drank, which could include legal issues. Some think that everyone on campus goes and parties. This is not true. There are definitely a lot of cool people who stay on campus and choose not to drink and still have a good time. I drink socially because I don't believe drinking alcohol in moderation is any more harmful than other types of food we have for pleasure. I enjoy the taste of certain drinks, and a moderate amount of alcohol can help me relax without poisoning my system. The consequences for over-consuming alcohol are generally harsher than over-consuming, say, chocolate. But if you were able to practice self-control, alcoholic drinks can be very enjoyable. I grew up in a family of responsible drinkers. It was never something to be ashamed about, but something adult family members did together. I have a multicultural background, so we also make mixed drinks from different parts of the world. For me, it's an important cultural touchstone and not something I feel I should need to lose unless I reach a point where I know I can't handle it. I don't drink because I was an advocate for SADD, Students Against Destructive Decisions, in high school, and it smells nasty. I also value academia, and I need as many brain cells as I can get. Also, my parents never drank at home. I don't like even the idea of the drinking scene. Even large, rowdy get-togethers that are clean and sponsored by student life unnerve me a bit. Also, my dependence is on God. If I want a fix, I cry and go to God in verbal prayer, find a person to hug, and sing songs. I never thought of it as a form available to me as escapism. I drink because I was raised in a home where having a few beers or glasses of wine was never a problem. My parents were never irresponsible around alcohol. Rather, being allowed your own drink was a sign that you were recognized as an adult. I was never given a full drink until I was 18 and had graduated from high school. Since I still feel as though I am an adult, I don't have any moral qualms with drinking. I like to say I've always followed my parents' example of moderation when drinking, but that wouldn't be telling the truth. I will say this, however. With each successive time I have encountered alcohol in a mature situation, it has been easier for me to practice self-control. I drink back home because I enjoy the taste of beer and wine, for instance. When we go out, I usually drink partially because everybody drinks, partially because I want to because it's more fun at the dance club when one is in the mood. Here at Goshen, I won't drink at all, and I'm, I'm happy about that. The reason I don't drink is it's a rule, and I learned that I have to accept the rules no matter what. Furthermore, I don't want to embarrass Heather, Res Life, or myself with, with choosing an RA who is breaking the rules himself. 
Also, I did that already once in my life, not touching alcohol for 11 months, and it went really well, so I want to do that again. Last but not least, I know alcohol really harms your ability to perform, and I really don't need that this year. I almost exclusively drink socially. I drink to socialize and act silly without worrying about people judging me. I also drink when I'm relaxing after a long day and taking out some stress of the day. Drinking as a group can be a bonding experience with many jokes and stories to share and relive later. Sometimes I overdo it, but by no means do I, attend, do I intend to drink to get drunk and out of control. That has been a learning process for me, to learn when, how, and with whom I am comfortable drinking. I know drinking is, is a dividing issue on campus, and I can be judged for drinking or from refraining to drink, but I try not to base any decisions on the basis of that, but it's easy to get categorized one way or another. I do not drink, first of all, because I am underage, and second of all, because I would rather spend quality time with friends over the weekends instead of drinking. I understand that many people go to parties just for socialization, but there are also those that go to get drunk, and I would much rather avoid that whole scene and enjoy my weekends in other ways. When I drink, I drink because I enjoy it, and because I trust myself to be able to drink responsibly and in moderation. In fact, many of my drinking experiences are having wine at dinner with my parents. I'm an RA, but I don't think that drinking is inherently wrong. My dad has a beer almost every evening. I think that sometimes, like with some close friends, a few beers or smoking a little weed can build community. Because of my job as an RA, I shouldn't drink. But frankly, the only reason I don't drink is because on my Goshen College application, I checked a box that said I would abide by campus standards, even if I don't personally agree with them. I gave Goshen my word, and I stand by that, even if sometimes I wonder why. I don't really care whether or not this is anonymous, but it must be read in its entirety. I think people drink for social reasons. They drink because their friends are or because they want to relax and just have fun with their friends. I also know some people that drink to forget their feelings or to feel better about themselves. But most people I know just do it for fun, and I feel like the taste. I don't drink more than a sip or two because I don't want drinking to become a part of my identity. My folks are down on drinking because of painful family history which nobody talks about and was hidden from me for most of my life. I have little reason to begin drinking besides social, social acceptance and have chosen not to because my family relationships are more important. I don't want to be one person at college and another at home. I want to be myself in all situations, to be authentic with both my friends and my family. I've chosen not to drink at Goshen for a number of reasons. First, it's illegal since I'm under 21. I don't enjoy breaking rules, so it's never been appealing to drink underage or to drink on Goshen property. I don't mind when people drink if it's legal. I'm sure I'll drink when I'm 21. I don't think students realize the significance of underage violations. I don't know all the legalities, but it can affect your career, especially for the nursing majors, the education majors, pre-med majors. Is it really worth it? Lastly, I don't drink because I haven't felt comfortable with the settings yet. I don't want to go to parties with lots of people I don't know where things get out of hand. 
If I do drink, I want to be in a safe and comfortable environment, somewhere I can learn how my body responds to drinking, a setting where people want to spend time together, not just getting together for alcohol or drinking for the sake of getting drunk. So to sum it all up, I'm uncomfortable with, le with drinking when it's illegal or breaking Goshen policy. I'm fine with drinking when it's legal and safe. Good morning. I think we should start with the usual bonus material disclaimers. These stories are our own and don't necessarily reflect the views of Goshen College, GC Res Life, our parents, churches, etc. My name is Heather. I'm the resident director of KM. This is my husband, Wes. He is a seminary student. Neither, us, neither of us are alcoholics, although we both have friends and family who are. We don't have any extreme stories of hitting bottom. We have seen people get there. Nor are we prohibitionists. Our ethical codes, moral compasses, convictions of faith have not yet at least eliminated alcohol. Y'all can breathe. Um, we lived with and without alcohol in varying degrees over various seasons of our lives. Our stories are quite different from each other's and honestly, had we met in a different season, this, we would not have happened. Hi. I had my first drink as a freshman in high school, and at the end of that year, we had a camp out, and that was the first time that I and a couple of friends actually took the initiative to track down some alcohol. Uh, we were cheap and slightly paranoid, so we uh, had Jack Daniels Fruit Punch and Marlboro Reds while camping down by, uh, Blue, by the Blue River. My parents had actually dropped me off because I didn't have my license yet. So it was kind of scary. It's very embarrassing now. <laughs> so later that summer, I was driven around town, because I still couldn't drive, by upperclassmen. And uh, it was often root beer and schnapps out of a big gulp cup. And for some reason, the idiocy of driving around town while drinking didn't strike me. For the rest of high school, I imbibed. Um, a few times a month, at least. Uh, usually enough to have a bad headache the next day, but not enough to puke. And I was proud of not puking for some reason, um, though that eventually also became usual. Usually we'd drive around with a sober sister. It was, that was a guy. It was our designated driver. Um, and we'd stop at abandoned properties, of which there are many in rural Nebraska. Or we'd go camping, or we'd go to somebody's house when their parents were out of town. So for three years, I drank more or less regularly, pretty heavily. But I was still somehow deliberate. I didn't go to publicized parties. I didn't drink with kids who were likely to come completely unhinged, and I didn't drink and drive. I didn't get caught, didn't get any DUIs, no MIPs, no, no getting, caught by, getting caught drunk by the rents. I, on the other hand, did not drink in high school, ever. Part of it was out of fear of the law of my parents, of disappointing anyone. I, too, had friends who were cops. I didn't like, and usually still don't like, the the potential of being out of control. There were other parts of my life that were in chaos, especially at home, and my brother and I both learned early the necessity of keeping order. Part of it was also lack of opportunity. I had a lot of really good friends who didn't drink and didn't go to parties, and several of us had mothers who were in almost constant communication. Some people have helicopter parents. We had a SWAT team. 
spring semester of my senior year in high school, a list started circulating. Up until that point, I had been popular enough to be noticed, not, I, I missed the mark um, by not completely indulging in the party scene. This list was actually two part. One part was people to get wasted before graduation. The other part was people to get laid before graduation. Heather Coaster, that was me, was number one on each of those lists. Some really insecure part of me was probably flattered, like the Cinderella character in the teen movies, who is grateful enough for the pity of the popular kids to take her on as their project. But thank goodness that wasn't enough. Um, either prospect was disconcerting, especially as the objective of someone's game. At school, I laughed along. But for me, it just made the whole scene ever less desirable. I then went to a college where drinking was not allowed. In keeping with the covenant I signed on the way in, I didn't drink. I had amazing friends in a great campus community who were incredibly creative, and we found our own way. Road trips, concerts, Newcomb tournaments, not being Mennonite, I didn't know that there was an actual game called Dutch Blitz. We played with face cards. Um, comet chasing and all sorts of scandals involving cornfields. I traveled and did study service trips to Ireland and Haiti. We had bonfires at the reservoir and built igloos in January. I was a good student. I graduated early. I got to know myself along the way. I didn't actually have my first drink until after I'd finished school. I was 21, legal, and I was no longer a student. It was the same weekend I had my first cup of coffee. I went to John Brown University um, for engineering. Uh, JBU is a dry campus and quite a bit stricter than Goshen in terms of rules and enforcement. And I drank occasionally. I, it could have been that puking too often on cheap views for, booze from Plastic 175s had worked on this rational mind, or maybe it was the amount of homework, but I found that I could afford the evening of drinking, but I couldn't afford to read a calculus or field theory text with a pounding headache. Um, but not all my friends from high school were so lucky. Two flunked out of school within two semesters. Uh, one ended up finishing in five, and the other, well, he got multiple DUIs. He ended up totaling his car and then a company vehicle. Um, his shame about all this that happened uh, really came between us. He, I mean, he was one of my best friends, um, but we are really no longer friends. Um, part of this is more complicated than just, and more painful for me than just uh, his shame. Um, his journey towards sobriety required him to distance himself from the friends he drank with. That would be us. His ways of coping with the world now and with his alcoholism have changed the way he relates. Um, his boxes are very simple, very uncomplicated, very black and white, and they need to be. So why did I begin drinking? Well, initially I was offered. I was an underclassman. And so maybe peer pressure, or maybe because I'm an introvert with uh, significant social anxiety, drinking loosened me up and it put me at ease. It'd be easier to stand up here with a beer. You know, it was exciting. Uh, partially it was exciting because it was illegal. I think uh, young people, or at least maybe just myself, uh, uh, we t take on risky behavior so that we can kind of come to grips with our mortality. 
some studies of psychological development and then more recently physical brain development have shown that young people don't have fully functioning reasoning skills. Uh, our frontal lobes aren't fully formed. And I realize this research will probably affect your decisions about as much as they did on mine. Um, but it's out there. So what effect, um, what did affect my decisions was having a, this really deep-seated kind of pre-rational notion that I ought not drink with women for some reason. It seemed that they became more vulnerable and I became less inhibited. That seemed like a bad combination. And that I would not drink and drive. These are very individualistic, moralistic rules, effective in keeping me out of trouble and preventing me from doing bodily harm to others, but ineffective in making me a good friend and support to friends who are fast becoming alcoholics. As it turns out, I actually learned to drink in seminary. Looking back, I realized that drinking is something you actually learn to do. What you do, who you do that with, and how does matter. My life was good and full and didn't require, but often did include a bottle of wine on the deck with grilled salmon at sunset. I lived in Seattle, it was nice. Um, <laughs> numerous Saturday nights at a karaoke bar called the Mandarin Gate, a beer at the Lodge in Whistler after a day of skiing. Again, I was thankful for my friends. We were of age, we looked out for each other. Our choices were fairly responsible and low risk. At that time, my life was working, socially and otherwise. And yet, there was something beyond all that that pulled me. I had a friend living in Calcutta at the time, working at Mother Teresa's home for the dying. My conversations with him left me unsettled. He was spending his days feeding and bathing the elderly, the lame, and I was aware that my life, while not entirely unfaithful, was largely self-indulgent. Even in my starving student phase, it was all mostly about me. So from my safe, responsible, social, idyllic world, there was a vocation beyond all that that began to call me out. Over time, it developed into a budding counseling practice centered around women recovering from various kinds of abuse. Eventually, it evolved into a call to full-time service in El Alto, Bolivia with women in prostitution. In all of that, I was very aware of the transition that I was making and what I was leaving behind. I have a really distinct memory of walking down the tarmac to board the plane and having this acute awareness of all that was, again, behind me. My community, the house overlooking Lake Union and the yard and the deck and the sauna and the fireplace. If my life were about me, I remember thinking, I would have turned around and run home. I thought about all that again two weeks ago when I sat in here and watched the Tony movie by the Invisible Children Project. I was energized by the passion of so many young people willing to give up their own rights and freedoms to secure freedom for others. And I was reminded of the weight of what we sometimes have to lay down to do that. There are different kinds of highs. Some can be contained in a Friday night at Dam Green. Others can't. Ultimately, you have to decide what's worth pursuing and chase after it. About a year ago, uh, Heather stood here and shared her faith journey. And um, I was kind of embarrassed when she introduced me as having a, uh, a gift of, with dealing with uh, drunk men. They're, they're drawn to me. Uh, this happened again uh, on Friday. We were at, my, uh, we were at Heather's grandmother's um, memorial service, Grandma Norma. And I was cornered in the receiving line by a man who smelled heavily of liquor. He made the only connection uh, 
the connection between the only two things that we really had in common, uh, engineering undergrad and York, Nebraska. We had those two things in common. An awkward conversation ensued for about 10 minutes. But as I thought about it since, I, I wondered what really makes somebody think it's a good idea to drink before their wife's friend's memorial service. I mean, I do get the desire to dull the ache and take the edge off. Um, I, I do understand that. But it's on your breath. It's not publicly acceptable. It's disrespectful and inappropriate. It makes it hard to hold a, a coherent conversation. And ultimately, uh, drinking in this sort of situation is selfish, and it breaks down the community that has gathered in the pain to lament Norma's death and celebrate her life. It's just lazy. So maybe this, like a lot of other choices, is about being present to who we are, to the fullness of what we feel, to celebrate full and well, to integrity within ourselves and within our community. One of my best memories ever is sitting around the table with a dozen or so of my closest friends the night before I left for Bolivia. It was my own last supper scene in a way. The bottles were open and passed, and after we finished eating one by one, my friends went around and raised a glass. They named me, they blessed me, they sent me out. These are my best spaces and places and reasons. So why do I drink much, much less now? Well, starting already in college, I had this feeling that I and those around me had something better to do, tasks or journeys that needed to be given full attention. I felt then and now a calling. I can't spend the time or the money that I, that I would need to to, to to party, and I definitely can't afford to be hungover the day after. Um, that's just been true homework-wise. The other simple truth is I live in a dorm down the hall from many of you, and it's about community. I don't believe that there's anything that I can do or that we can do that doesn't affect other people. Individual freedom to do what I please as long as I don't hurt anyone else is first off a myth, an American myth. There are always unintended consequences, good or bad. Secondly, it's not a Christian option. One who follows after the way of Jesus gives up autonomy. Drinking in, so drinking in community that doesn't allow drinking is problematic. And out of respect for Heather, for the community, for you, for faculty, I don't drink here. Finally, as someone who does consume alcohol when not here, I want to tell you that not everyone is drinking. This has always been true. It was true, and it will always be true. Not everybody is going to parties. Pressuring other people, especially people who are more vulnerable than you, to drink or to go to a party, is predatory, and don't do it. I got lucky for a long time, and I'm here more or less okay, partially because of my genetics, maybe I don't have a predisposition, partly because of stubbornness, partly because of the grace of God, probably a lot of the latter. But I am no better now, and neither of you are either. And I, now, and I'm no better, and I was no better then than any of my friends who became alcoholics. Sooner or later, drinking out of control, you will hurt somebody. I would have hurt somebody. Um, and that, that is enough deterrent for me.
Thank you to Heather and Wes for your honest reflections. We appreciate that very much. Um, thank you to the students who were willing to share their honest thoughts. As you're aware, this is a really complicated issue. It's not as easy as I can drink because it's what you do in college. As I read students' responses, I heard a number of things that people think about as they choose to drink or not to drink. And I think you heard them too. Um, maybe you have a different list. I just want to list a few of what I noted. Why do I drink? Do I understand the risks if I am drinking under the age of 21? What does it mean to be responsible or drink in moderation? What does it mean to other people if I've given my word or they have expectations of me? How does my family influence me? How do my friends influence me? Do I feel good about what I'm doing? How I spend my time? How I spend my money? These and many more questions are what we need to ask ourselves and we need to be talking to each other about the decisions we make. The decisions we make do influence how we think about ourselves and how others view us. When I meet with students, I hear over and over again, I want to feel good about who I am. I want to make a difference in the world. I want to have purpose. Often, we don't feel that way. Whoops, I missed a line. Okay. I haven't, sorry, I haven't met a student yet. This is very true. I have not met a student yet who isn't an amazing person. Never. And I've met a lot of students. Each person is very amazing. Often we don't feel that way, though, but I think we're all working on it, working to figure out what we want for ourselves and how to get there. I think we need to encourage each other and to be talking to each other about the, the important decisions that we make. To drink or not to drink, to smoke or not to smoke, it's actually a question that you're asking each other or we're asking ourselves now, but it'll be a question that you continue to ask yourself even once you leave college. Let's be there for each other and talk to each other. Thanks.